0: Happy with the way the intro went last time? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Let's do it again then. Yeah. Well, I just did. Okay, fantastic. Oh my god! <laughs> Ooh, oh, it's all like my n- my nipples are ready to be clapped already. Yeah, uh, we,
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, we uh, just missed out on. Uh, well, you actually, we were here. You, dear listeners, uh, just missed out on a pretty titillate, tit- <laughs> a titillate. A titillating discussion of like what is nice about nipple clamps.
0: That's just the crazy antics we get up to here at Slurry. Slurry. <laughs> you
1: know I I I am very confused about the nipple.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 because, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um I I have quite small nipples and I always thought that this was bad cuz I find big nipples really beautiful. Um and and then um and then one time, like a really, really high dike at a party came up to me and she was like, I think she had, she had a Scottish accent. Oh my God. And she came up to me and I can't do the accent, but she was just like, sorry, just like, sorry. And she was speaking really, really quickly. And she's like, sorry sorry sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I just need to, I need to say, I need to say, uh, maybe it's a bit weird to say, but you, you have the smallest nipples I've ever seen. And, and I went to say. Thank you. But she... I literally couldn't get a word in because she was so quickly processing how small my nipples are. And... And... But then I was told actually that I have really nice nipples. Did you get
0: to see her nipples? No, I didn't ask. Do you think that maybe she had really, really, really huge nipples she was self conscious about? Or, me- or maybe like she had really
1: huge nipples, and all of the people whose chests she had usually seen had really huge nipples, and my nipples being kind of a bit small was by, like because of her previous experience shocking to her, despite the fact that my nipples are not shocking. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome, dear listeners. i Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, okay, so nipples are actually not the topic of today's... Uh... No,
0: nipples are not. You would be forgiven for thinking the nipples are the topic. Yeah. But there was a situation there that demanded justice. Exactly. <laughs> and therefore, the topic today, Olympia, is... Demands. Demands.
1: <laughs> so last, last week, we talked about... Um, Uh, About catching up Catching up Uh, What we attempted to talk about Catching up And Instead we just caught
0: up Yeah we just caught up Yeah yeah yeah, That was That was It was like Ho 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 It's sort of like Very you know Meta Yeah meta That's the word We took the red pill Oh my gosh
1: (laughs) Have you read Females? By Andrea Longchu.
0: Well, I was I to say, there's a number of females that I have read, but the book itself... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my
1: God, you would love it. It's really, really good. Okay, um, what is it? She's like she's a um, like a trans writer who is uh, credited with uh, kickstarting the second wave of trans stud- uh, trans studies or something. And I'm like, what was the first wave? I feel like I'm behind. Um, yeah. I'm too busy on the practice of being trans and not enough on the theory. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Uh, But she, um, her thesis is everybody, everyone is female and everyone hates it. And and (laughs) she says uh, that like femaleness is sort of like um, an ontological universal sex um, that is defined by self-negation and all politics, including feminist politics, rebels against femaleness oh wow yeah that's really great it is great but I actually in my in the book chapter that I wrote that I mentioned last week oh yeah um, <laughs> um, I kind of came to the idea because like one of my motivations writing the, the, the abolition of men yeah for the abolition of men yeah um, was that I realised she like all politics she's saying feminist politics rebels against this universal femaleness where we negate uh, our desires for the sake of someone else mm. um, and um, and <clears throat> She says everyone is everyone hates that, but I think that relies on a uh, liberal individualist uh, conception of freedom, which is like where there's one person like slash douchebag, and this douchebag does whatever they want, and that's freedom. Yeah. Um, But like, actually, like I think uh, like a Marxist uh, or like a communist conception of freedom involves a sense of collective freedom, like. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That it's comes, also that comes about through actually the negation of the self that is ne- necessary to be involved in any sort of community.
0: Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, totally right. It's like it's basically as well as that. This this is to do with like an alienated notion of the self mm. of freedom that has emerged from uh, the alienation of labour or like this is I actually yeah I I, I, I wrote about um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how I got to it
1: actually <laughs> that's I was, I was talking about species being and about how like. That I was saying that men are a result of uh, of the alienation of man appropriately named from uh, his environment and his species. And so he gets confused and he thinks that all of uh, uh, like this is the bourgeois man thinks mm. that all of the species activities are for him, when in fact, uh, it's the other way around. There's Everything a... he does is for the species.
0: Yeah, but it's quite interesting as well as that you can see this between two different analyses of evolution, mm. which is Darwinian evolution, mm-hmm. which was then taken to be survival of the fittest. This, but this is this is like a really super duper bastardized like this is. Darwinian, Darwinian theory through the lens of capital accumulation, yeah. and the and you know the survival of the fittest, and therefore I need to be the most vicious and cutthroat person. Because Leading to social deep. Darwinism, right? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, totally. And then and this idea, whereas like Kropotkin did us, uh, the Anarchist Prince did like a uh, or ex Prince or something like that. Did another study. Who is he? Kropotkin. 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 Like, yeah, basically. That's a hot name. He is a hot name. It was a hot yeah. person, but anarchists are hot, right? Anarchists are hot. Yes, yes. Like, if unwashed.
1: So uh, no, yeah. This, <laughs> is, this is this is this is my like this is my eternal problem uh, because I'm very um, I'm very finicky about hygiene. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, but that's always a, such a forbidden fruit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the thing is, it was always this thing that it was like uh, like I am a communist, mm. but I tend I find that anarchists
0: anarchists tend to be hotter. Yeah, because they're, like, bad boys. You don't give no fuck about your library. Like, uh, whereas... But I, there's a lot to say about this, but what Kropotkin did is he did another oh, study... Sorry, yeah. No, it's okay. Did a study of the Siberian woods, mm. which was, like, an, uh, an environment and, a, like, similar to the Galapagos Islands that Darwin did his theory because the Galapagos was, of course, this completely isolated uh, ooh, scenario mm. where you could do this, and, like, the Siberian woods was equally, like... That, so and he basically found that rather than this sort of like very linear approach Darwin took that all the different forms of evolution in life were interrelated with one another. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Um, but but there's a lot to say about this, which is uh, between anarchists and communists, because lots of because communism really is really rooted in the experience of the working class, whereas lots of anarchists were uh, were Russian princes who were just like, well, we should just you know, we should all be completely autonomous and not have to. Uh, uh suffer any form of hierarchy at all kind Mm. of thing and it's like uh which of course they could come to because they were princes.
1: yeah see this is also like for me this is the thing that like um i actually don't think i've read any serious anarchist um theory so it's like i just i've just found some of its followers like achingly hot um, <laughs> like and um, and then also not being so convinced by the tactics by their political tactics, however, very convinced by the way that they look and their artfully ragged clothes. I yeah. find that the like the, the like the, the really ragged looking anarchists yeah. are invariably middle
0: class. Ah, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of really interesting things about this. So I saw something about like a sign one time from like. On some anarchist place being like, duh, we don't mind about this. We like love our rats or something like that. And then someone posted, it was on a Tumblr thing. And then someone's saying, oh, hey, a middle class person met this because And it's like, basically that there's a lot of people who then fetishize the impoverished conditions of the working classes yeah. to be like, oh, I'm going and I'm like living with the rats and I'm doing all this stuff. Like I saw some uh, video of some uh, body, some... Uh, a girl who was, like, living in her car online, and she was just, like, and was... But then also was becoming an influencer through doing it. And also was, like, basically, they said, uh, I could reduce my costs this way, and then also I... This is what I do with my time, and just showed a series of activities and no job. Yeah. So it was kind of like just this thing, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff. To do with well, that. I
1: don't mean that like because I don't mean that as an actual critique of uh, of uh, like the politics, um, but I think it's an int- it's a like um, <clears throat> and like as some sort of like p- petty cheap uh, point scoring because like. I think, like, I'd, yeah, but I'd, everyone I'd, hates a
0: tourist. Let's just be real. Yeah, yeah, it's true.
1: <laughs> but like, I'd rather an anarchist over a liberal any day. Oh, um, yeah, completely. So no, like, um, like, and also, what what people's actual political p- political opinions are matters, and like, I think it matters just as much, if not more, than someone's like identity or, or, or whatever. You know. Well, so, I but, am. Like, yeah. The, um, I do find it interesting that it's like it's much harder to fetishize lack mm. um, when some part of your life. Has been dictated by that lack, and I, you know, yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually read about it, and then I know that lots of people really love it, but I'm a bit put off by the title of this book, Testo Junkie, uh, yeah, like because it's like, well, like, I, like people in my family have died as a result of heroin, so I'm like, yeah. so it's like, it's like, so what, what relationship does like, does your experience of like, of you know, what is it like? Of, pharmaco pharmaco Oh, the ph- yeah. Like, like, what relationship does that have to my father's death? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and I, and I haven't read it, just, so I, like, I totally qualify this. But it's like sometimes it seems
0: a little bit like this. Yeah, this tourist stuff is a bit yeah. crass. Yes, it is crass and it is dumb and it's also as well. I actually have a lot to say about this because we we. Ooh. Yeah, it's recording. Oh, yeah, it's still recording. Sorry, I just got I got to <laughs> for a moment. Um. Uh, I couldn't see my own face for a second. No, um, <laughs> being stupid. Hey, anyway, I have because we, we actually, we, our, our new idea of themes, we actually, of demands, we both have read stuff about demands recently. Yes. Which, and, and, I want to go first. Uh, oh, I want mention some of these things first. You know
1: what, it was in glue? Yeah.
0: You can go first. Oh, oh my god! Oh, yeah. let me squeeze these little titty nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so magnanimous. No, but there's, um... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that, that can that
1: can be on your, your on your merch as well. I'm, I guess I'm just going to start your merch. Okay? <laughs> yeah. and like, let, I, look, you are so magnanimous. I'm going to squeeze my little pin... T- titty nipples. Titty nipples. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're
0: just bringing it back to the uh, you know yeah. the, the first subject of that. I, little... I think we can
1: put that on like a head sweatband I think that would be cool. <laughs> anyway, go go.
0: On. sorry. A <laughs> series of nipples studded around it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean right, like okay so anyway, so there's 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 three things there's three interrelated th- uh things that that relate <laughs> to what we were saying no, wow no give me a second to process that <laughs> <laughs> the mental abstraction alone <laughs> Um, and there's like there's a post, there's a post anarchist I really like called Richard Day, mm-hmm. who wrote in his book "Gramsci is Dead" mm-hmm. about the politics of demand versus the politics of the act. Oh, and this is in two thousand nine. He said the problem with the politics of demand is that it was a critique of hegemony, or hegemony, uh, that this this HG word. Hegemony. 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 <laughs> I'll just... Should I'll... we just leave it? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just going to wave my hand whenever I need you to say it. Okay, cool. Solidarity! So, critiquing the politics of... Hegemony. And then, and that they were always demand-focused, so that if you're demanding, if you're demanding freedom from someone, or you're demanding equality from someone, you fundamentally posit that they have the ability to provide that to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that is, versus the politics of the act, is a far more, um, a far more immediate thing. It's about taking the power, it's about moving straight in and, and, um are doing these things, and it's also, you could describe it as the difference between proactive and reactive. So that Mm. the politics of the act is proactive. You do something and you force other people to react to you. Like, you assert these things. And uh, he said also as well, because there's a, uh, a hegemony of... Hegemony. Which is to say a certain way of politically thinking about politics itself, that there was trapping political action or political resistance within its own self-sustained net. It sounds like it's getting kind of Foucaultian, right? Basically, yes. And then so the, the, way, the way to get out of this was the politics of the act. Mm-hmm. So, And so I also used to live in the recently evicted housing project Liebig 34, mm-hmm. Liebig Fair and Dreisig, which... Like two thousand five hundred cops turned up to get rid of the and yeah. um, the German cops as we know uh, the Berlin cops as we know have got all these uh, Nazi WhatsApp groups that they don't have time or resources to do anything about but they have yeah. two thousand five hundred cops to turn up to make a millionaire more money. Literally,
1: a street from where we're where we're recording this is yeah. Wildenbruchstrasse, and that uh, that is a place. There is a there is a police station on the corner of that yeah. street, and uh, Nazis have been setting fire to cars, including in my street, and. <laughs> um, Uh, to, like, uh, like, uh, and uh, painting, uh, swastikas on, um, on, uh, like, in, in, like, like, on, uh, migrant businesses um, and so uh, and this is right next to a police station which, yeah. <laughs> s- which is sending a message that's just like we know that we can do this here and the police are like I don't know what to do about it it's no. Like, they're, they're almost spraying it on the fucking police station um, <laughs> except they wouldn't because they're not trying to intimidate the police because Nazis don't hate the state they hate migrants but, it's um, also as well
0: though by leaving the police intact is they're actually leaving the system of law and order intact they're not mm. trying to occupy the place of law and order they're oh, actually saying that yeah. this exactly this is completely it so So it's just, it's also as well it then... And then this, you know, there was like a fucking police helicopter and stuff, and they, um, this thing. And so it was evicted and it was, it was, it'd been hanging for a very long time and it was like very sad and stuff and it was like really upsetting and it was like also because squatting is a very, you know, is a, is an anarchistic sort of, you know, politics of the, of the act. It's to do the thing, it's to be like, to occupy this. However, um, it has been uh, evicted. There was supposed to be very large, there was supposed to be a series of protests to stop it from being evicted, like the, um like another housing project, but due to Corona actually, I forgot about this, due to Corona, this couldn't, it couldn't be organized more yeah. or less. Like they couldn't organize 10,000 protesters uh, to sort of create the these conditions to resist the police. And, but see, what's interesting, but there was still, there was still a a protest in the evening that I went to. So I turned up, I I got up at there, I got there really early in the morning, but the police had already, the police were so prepared, but they also were very disorganised as well. The police didn't really know what they were doing. And then in the evening, I was in this, um, I went to this, this like big angst protest and people were like setting fire to things and like throwing fireworks in the street. But it was very like, um... It was really like ah we're doing this because you've done this and the police also were then playing their part as well and then i just read this thing uh, about demands and it's all about folk politics and it's actually about this idea of the folk the foking of politics this in 2015 is to create these small autonomous bubbles that focus on the real and the tangible experience like an immediate experience and they focus on tactics at the cost of strategy Mm -hmm. and for example the Occupy movement in 2009 2008-2009 which is probably the prime example of what Richard Day would have called the politics of the act over the politics of demand they never even made any demands because the idea of making demands was seen as being divisive Mm -hmm. and so as a result what happens is is you get to places where protesters don't really know what they're supposed to be ultimately achieving the police also don't are just sort of there to sort of like don't really know what they're supposed to be doing they just sort of kind of like uh, just fulfill the symbolic function of maintaining order, as opposed to actually administering any form of justice, and that then also as well as that, actually we don't achieve. There's uh, this focus on tactics and the immediacy of the experience uh, loses this overall sense of structural change mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. these things. And so a great example of, and then it was also as well as that. Then what happens within this is that then you create situations where rather than Uh, you end up just having a series of tendencies that occur. So you have systems that come out. And so what's really important to acknowledge about this, actually, and what's really problematic about spaces that don't uh, identify their agenda is that actually these do create... um, which I say is the neurodiverse person—they they create exclusion for cognitive uh, disability. Basically, yeah. this is a really important thing to understand because if you don't actually have a clear set of ideas, but you're kind of just relying on everyone like feeling the vibe, but because yeah. And yeah. maintaining really strict moral purity inside themselves. Yes, and then this is it—it's more about moral purity and ethical duty because it's also as well it's to do with basically a more complex world, and it's about maintaining these things. And so, what they argue for in this book that I was reading is that we need new sorts of cognitive maps that we've had a break down of our cognitive map so we don't have a projection that's why we can't make demands but we sort of you know we've seen this that I and I really love I really love the politics of the act versus the politics the demand I think it's really right but I also think that that actually is that we do really require it now is getting to when we we do require a sense of demands within these things. This is like, really yeah. interesting. It makes me think of like, uh, there's
1: this book by China Mievel <clears throat> called mm. October, which is, uh, China able a really cool uh, fiction writer, uh, but also uh, like political writer. Um, and uh, he... Um, it's a, like it's a history of the Russian Revolution, Ooh. so it's like the history of the Russian Revolution written by a novelist, which is just like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. fabulous! Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and like he describes this thing that Lenin is uh, like uh, during the revolution. I am not a Leninist, by the way. I realized what I said last week and what I said this week would make it
0: seem like I'm a Leninist, but I, I'm not. I'm not that committed. Wait, was that ecological Leninism? Eco Leninism. Eco Leninism. Yeah. 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 But I was like, I mean, like, oh, so like, to be honest, the, the ecology movement could do with some Leninism. Oh, absolutely. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like... I'm, I'm more of an, I'm more of an, a, a Leninist Leninist than I am, uh, like,
1: uh, like a liberal, uh, eco-activist.
0: I'm neither, um, neither of these things, but I would, I would, I would consider turning up to an eco-Leninist forum. Oh, absolutely. Right. I um, mean, bludgeoning the Russian, the, like, the Russian oligarchy to death with, like, bags of compost.
1: Yes. That's, I'm pretty sure, the truest expression of eco-Leninism. <laughs> but I haven't looked it up. Um, but, um... Uh, like one of the things that, um, Lenin was doing like throughout, like the, throughout this revolution was like, uh, like, and he was changing his mind from like day to day, um, based on like, based on the events as they happened, mm-hmm. uh, negotiating what, what they called the ultra left, um, which was like, uh, the left of the Bolshevik party, like the far left of the Bolshevik party and the anarchists, um, and, uh, and, and the right. Um, and, and like, so it's like, um talking about like uh, swinging in between the politics of the act and politics of demand. And stuff. Mm. It's, it sounds actually kind of interesting. Like, it sounds like it has this sort of parallel. I have this book. Um, mm. I'll show it to you after we finish recording. But yeah. um uh, I like, I think I, I, I also, I'm very, I'm sort of like, I'm seduced by the um, <laughs> oh. by the uh, by the the politics of the act as you describe it yeah um, and like that's like I literally find Annika <laughs> I know I
0: literally, literally I know like, so oh. I'm, I am
1: literally seduced by it but um uh
0: boy Uh, with a Molotov cocktail is just so hot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I also like this thing that you say about tactics at the, at the expense of strategy. Like this was what what was so infuriating about Occupy Melbourne, which I was involved Mm, in. Um, Yeah. uh, That it was just like, um, like a whole bunch of people like just fucking like sitting around and like just fingering their assholes while screaming about consensus based decision-making, which is undemocratic like, consensus... Oh, yeah, no, yes. ...is, is yes. undemocratic. And, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, everyone yeah. is like, sitting around getting really, really fucking excited about uh, this tactic that they had discovered while completely... F- and then talking about capitalism while completely forgetting to make any suggestions. And the organisation that I was part yeah. of at the time was trying to make interventions, like, why don't we make demands for housing? Like, concrete demand for housing. Yeah. This is how we could link up with the trade union movement because the trade yeah. union movement did start to be a bit interested. Mm, um, and yeah. it just, like, fizzled out. And I think... That yeah. like this, uh, and I, I, I think it's important to draw. like to not to taint uh, all because there are very serious and good anarchists. Uh, yeah, but there there is also this like this variety of like rebellious middle class uh, ki- like kid anarchism, which mm. is which is really interested in tactics because they're very fun to do and is not so interested in strategy because ultimately the system is kind of a comfortable life for them and they get to rebel against their parents while actually not doing anything dangerous enough that would change the position that they uh, that they that all of the property that they. I will inherit
0: no totally it's also that uh strategy entails responsibility mm. and then fundamentally they're just like i don't want to be responsible and it's also that the, the to take responsibility. which is weird because anarchist like like classical yeah. anarchism is all about taking personal
1: resp- personal and collective responsibility oh my God, it is isn't it yeah <laughs> like totally yeah it's like, like the <laughs> idea that we can manage this ourselves so it's like what is with these little like the, these middle class bros um uh that like that get so excited about this it's like it's yeah. a perversion of it so i think it's really important not to not to like uh like, like, it's um important not to Paint it, tar everyone with the same brush.
0: No, and also as well, fundamentally, to mean to escape morality because like I, I wrote this thing, I had this big thing when I was receiving disability funding from the, uh, in the UK and I, I've written this, I've written like a fake letter to someone, which is really my just rant about these things that ended up like cathartically writing out seven pages and I need to still finish it off and stuff. Uh, so it's, it. Uh, but within that, I sort of like uh, developed a, a sort of train of thought That it's something that I found as a disabled person receiving funding from places and stuff um and working with things is that it was sort of seen that you know that this is being this is a good thing you know we're doing a good thing we're doing a good thing by providing a disabled artist with funding and this is um and this is but what happens is though is that then by entering into this moral territory by us then doing a good thing it then entails like a burden or a responsibility of gratitude on the recipient of Mm. the good thing Mm. and then that means that that person has a responsibility upon that gratitude of then engaging in good behaviour in a society that systemically disables that person and subjects that person to a series of prejudices which also happen within uh, etiquette, language, small talk and every single day situation and so the result, the, what happens is, is and then also within institutional practice and also within the institutions that the institution that's funding you has interactions with that they don't have control over so at some point you may end up becoming a bad person in all of that you may end up getting stressed out or upset or these mm. sorts of things and then the, then what happens is that then you don't have the ability then, when you become like a bad person, you then become the bad person, you become a bad disabled person who the organisation giving you money can't possibly be seen to be responsible with because they've done the good thing Mm. in this very capitalistic way of providing you with this. Then you then have the responsibility to all these things. And then what happens is that then when you become bad because they're good, they can legitimately stop supporting you yeah and they can just wash their hands of it which actually is basically is that it's that so the issue of whether or not you support a disabled artist or disabled people is is neither good nor bad it's it's a situation of I mean, I I hesitate to say right or wrong, but I would say more justice in this sort mm. of situation. Like, you should just do it because it's just and fair and yep. correct. And so, it's also as well as it Then what happens is we get into this process of being good anarchists versus bad anarchists. There's good and bad people in, in every situation There's like, good... Like, you know, with these things, it's like... Yeah, well, I'm, and, I mean, I'm, an, I'm uninterested
1: in the moral thing. It's, about, it's, it's more about the question of strategy. Ah, but yes, and this is...
0: is so, yeah, this is it. So, so many people forego the notion of strategy over moral correct uh, correct. And this is yeah, <laughs> correctivity. Because
1: I think actually, a lot of uh, like this is uh, all talk of Liebig aside. Because of, like... The, 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 we love Liebig. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Like completely. 100% support Liebig and, and the, the eviction of people during a pandemic is, is a really, completely fucked.
0: Yeah. And they, were, they had a strategy in place and there was a series of things that was to do with us. There was a lot of things that went into creating the conditions to disable and disarm that strategy. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And um, and as we talk, as we evaluate different strategies, this is not to evaluate the strategies that Liebig has taken. Oh, yeah. uh, Because what happened was like that an oppressive and fascist arm of the state oh, yeah. uh, dispossessed people of their housing in favor of property uh, uh in favor of the property rights of a person who did not need that yeah so that, that's that's the only thing that's relevant to talk about in in, in terms of Libby. so like yeah. the, the, from, like my investment in this discussion is mm. um more like a, like a more broad uh, broader generalized sort of thing mm. um and like uh like the 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 reason that I think it's important to talk about it is because that uh, that actually I think any uh, any contest is going to be won by strategy rather than yeah. to evaluate the the efforts of um, of uh, a bunch of people struggling and working very hard to maintain housing at such a de- like a desperate time. So like yeah yeah yeah, but it's like I think um, what's kind of interesting that I thought about when you just talked about the d- distinction between demand and act. Um, mm. um, you can I feel like you can already see. In like the if, if it, like in the the the, the framing of act, was it act act based activism or something act, but, act based yeah. activism yeah um, like is uh, where it says like like prioritizing an act over a demand um, because the demand uh, reinscribes the power of the of the mm. oppressor of the, yeah. of the hegemonic power um, uh, that's true but like inscription and reinscription through language and the way that we frame things is potentially <laughs> I say this, mm. in, a, in a material sense, less important than who actually, like who actually holds the means of production, who actually, who actually uh, like wields state power and who wields mm. uh, like, uh, like social power as well. So it's like, we can refuse to demand things from the state, but it can still throw us in prison. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. and so like, um, and I guess, yeah, like if you, <clears throat> if you acknowledge that that power is there and then you demand that it be otherwise, that's not giving in to the power. I don't think it's like acknowledging that it is there and demanding that it be, uh, that, that, it like that it exists in a different way.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally. I think that it's, um, yeah, it's also as well that we've got to be reminded as well the idea of demands and acts is itself a binary and it's a functional binary. It's like, it's yeah. a binary in this sense. And that also as well is that in this, because is that the, the folk politics has certainly got like a time and a place and stuff. Um, it's uh and that uh we that the the also that there was a specific strategy that was in place say to defend uh liebig from uh the from a huge network of anarchists in europe and stuff like that i've mm. done series of these things but also as someone who used to live there and then when i was there physically as well is that the generalized loss of strategy from leftist discourse in the 21st century yeah was i could like i've you know really intimately felt this uh, various different uh, uh, points and then also as well of, of being someone who was you know uh, in London during the Occupy movement and this sort of thing also I remember being in a um, I remember it's really funny actually that you used to talk about this idea of uh, uh, consensus uh, in Melbourne because I was on a performance art course with someone and I was talking about politics and they were like what about consensus I mean, like, uh, and I was like Fuck I off. know they immediately brought it up and I was like yeah because you're always going to have uh, you're always going to have conflict and disagreement well it's like if you want like a very good way to
1: uh like start an undemocratic um uh process is to frame a question and say uh, like uh, to a group of people and mm. say it needs consensus in order to pass and yeah. in that way you can impose your will on people however you want that it's mm. like that it's like um uh, I put to the group the question: Shall we be democratic? Uh, we we sh- we should be democratic. And as a member of this group, I say no. We shouldn't be democratic. Therefore, we are not democratic because we couldn't reach a consensus on it. Yeah, it's, it's, all just, of, like, it's like it, yeah. it's like it becomes this tyranny of how one uh, how one frames the
0: question. Um yeah. and it's, so it's just it's fundamentally undemocratic. I would. What about okay? What about as well? Just like I would quite like it if they're like okay, we need to have a uh, uh, like. Uh, a consensus or like a points-based thing and then everyone has to rate how much they agree or disagree on a scale of one to ten. Oh my god, that, that, that oh my god, that sounds so awful. <laughs> I, no, I would love this, be like, <laughs> like, 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 be like, you know, because it's like, if it's less than a five, you're not into it, but like, if it's over five, you're into it, but then also mm-hmm. you could be like, you know, like, uh, mm, four, so it's like, it's, overall against but I'm I'm just not that invested in this so it's like oh cause like actually people do this though do like, they do this yeah yeah so it's like yeah, oh it's like where it's
1: like you put your fingers up to say you agree and uh uh, like fingers down to say you disagree and fingers in the middle to say that you uh, don't agree but you're not going to block consensus
0: yeah no that sounds stupid I think that you should hold up the number of fingers of how much you agree everyone should have a torch and they flash it the number of times which is according, according to theirs so one time I did a club night called cream or scum which is rising at the East London cabaret <laughs> and the audience all got uh, a border saying of cr- either saying of cream or scum and then would come on and do their performance, oh. and then once the audience like put up like changed enough from from cream to scum, um, we would stop the performance <laughs> for first timers. Oh. <laughs> Wow It was But the idea was To develop work You know It was to develop You know To develop things Like to Also to To then You know To to uh, Experiment with duration as well Yeah yeah Amazing You but know Because It would be really interesting To do that Yeah because sometimes It's like But it would break my fucking
1: heart As a performer The reason I do it Is because I want to please people <laughs> yeah. if everyone says you didn't please me I'd be like walk out straight into the so traffic the logic, <laughs> the logic behind
0: cream and scum is that both rise and it was the yeast London cabaret and it was like you know trash and it was like just because this it's not because you didn't appreciate you it's just a it's a chance for you to oh no I think it's objectively
1: yeah. a good idea but I have an at- uh, anxious at- attachment style which means yeah. I, it's not an idea that is ideally suited to me whatsoever <laughs> yeah it was um,
0: it was also it was done within a certain community at a certain time period um, I, I loved you. I, I performed
1: it. You did then, repeatedly, right?
0: actually. Yeah, I you found somebody. Yeah, a couple of times, a number of times, actually. Yeah, oh. that's this is this is when you were travelling to. You, I think you were travelling to London quite a bit.
1: Yeah, once I once I met my uh, ex, I started going to Paris instead. Um, which like Wrong decision Paris is shit <laughs> Yeah, London, don't like Paris. London's amazing And Paris sucks And they're the same size yeah. And it's just like There is no I've never found Any interesting Counterculture in Paris
0: No it's true, it's true It's true In Paris there's just One culture
1: Yeah and I don't I don't like Love counterculture Like often it's like When you can't find Your place in counterculture It just confirms You will always be lonely <laughs> Oh don't be oh, oh. at <laughs> But, but, like, but at, least, <laughs> at least, like, you can fool yourself for a short while. In Paris, you were confronted with your own abject misery, like, like from day one. You yeah. Were, like, you were, like, you feel like you look kind of nice, and then you walk along in Paris, and people who themselves don't look nice make you feel bad about how not nice you look. Fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, It's absolutely. a 200-year-old museum staffed entirely by
0: assholes. Ah, you know you're right actually it completely is it completely completely is and what's terrible about this is that i i mean i i just love the french language but i could never imagine living in paris it's like to, no you to know what
1: marseille is cool marseille yeah you don't say
0: yeah <laughs> oh no, marseille or no, marseille well,
1: marseille <laughs> <Marseilles> is cool <laughs> uh, it's like it's really really cool um although i've heard uh that the reason that marseille is cool is because it's not a french city it's a mediterranean city
0: Ah, oh. <laughs>
1: So like, it's like, yeah, no, Marseille is interesting. It's also one of the last cities, I think, in Western Europe where the working class can afford to uh, still live in the city centre. Although that comes with the caveat that the buildings do fall down and people die. I mean, I'm kind of into it, to be
0: honest, like... Collapsing buildings, or...? Yeah, like, this one time I read this newspaper article that was just so grisly that I've had it absolutely hysterical. There was, like... Yeah, because that's your life. I <laughs> Completely, right? I was thinking about, like, this this glorious photo <laughs> I've got. And it's, like... I was, like... Because I, I went vegan a while ago, and now when I'm, like, watching, uh, th- uh, like... Uh, food porn videos online. Mm-hmm. Um, I see loads of meat in them, and I'm just—I turn to one of those vegan vegetarian people. Who goes like, "Oh, when I see." Yeah, it. but
1: meat does become gross when you don't eat it.
0: Yeah, it's also the thing is, I think there's a—it's also the fact that I'm seeing it uh, in high definition on my Facebook feed, rather than like at a buffet where I can just look over it. You know, it's like really like. Was that when you ate meat? Was like where you saw meat usually just buffets,
1: and like where did you find buffets?
0: I don't know. I'm just like cafeterias. Cafeterias. Yeah, cafeteria.
1: what cafeterias are you going to?
0: I, I when I call it buffet, I just mean like broad food selection. Yeah, well, that's what I got. That's what a buffet. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> But anyway, 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 this is by the by. Right? And then the thing is, like, is that is at one time is that I have this really nice fur coat, and I I don't really approve of fur, but it's like vintage, and the coat's just so beautiful. But I'm sure there must be people who see it and who are like, ugh. And then one time I met someone who worked used to work in a fur place, who was like, mm. oh, I used to work in a fur place. This is so nice. And I looked at them like, you animal, you you're yeah. the animal here. Yeah. But then like um, I was also like, why do I find it fur coat? And I was like, well, basically, it's yes, a disgusting thing happens, but we can make the best of it because disgusting things happen to disabled people all day long, mm. and we have. To make the best of it, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fine. Yeah, yeah, and then like, yeah. Oh, so get this right there. With these four, this re- is kind of how I feel about my PTSD. Oh yeah, shit. Actually, how is your PTSD? well like? I got,
1: I got I got a, I got, a, I got big news. <laughs> I got the formal diagnosis. Yay! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Does yeah. that mean you get it's like any? So actually- that means I'm not making it up now.
1: <laughs> 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 no, but it's interesting because it's like, uh, like, I, I. I I identify
0: with that. But it's like a disgusting thing happened and you've got to make the best of it. Yeah, yeah, speaking of which, there were these four people, like four like incredibly rich people in London sat around enjoying some like white wine at this like old Roman temple in London. And there were like four of them at a table and um, laughing. And then a, a, as they were, they were all just chuckling about doing these things at some joke. And then a piece of this 800, 800, 2000, I don't know, however uh, 100 year old Roman temple just decided to dislodge and it fell. And it killed one of them. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, you're all four of you, you're like, ah! Oh, oh, oh. You know, in the four cardinal directions, north, south, east, and west, and suddenly, three.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I'm delighted. This is gorgeous. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. God, yeah. I
0: mean, like, oh, a bit of a falling building that kills people adds a bit of spice to your life.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, I feel like, I, yeah. I, well, I, no. I feel bad about the idea, especially if like like because the, the the thing is the buildings are neglected by landlords, um, uh. and then and then and then they collapse uh, because uh, yeah because landlords refuse to um, because the rents uh, like you know they say are not high enough and shit like that and so they refuse to
0: repair them and then uh, the working classes can't they work on them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's so> cool. <laughs> no but also interestingly yeah. as well is that uh, just to do in terms of like how we uh entail with activism and stuff one of the reasons that cited for there's quite a lot of discussion if we look at the way that the police force has evolved through the 20th century how they've gone from sort of like men with like, like metastasized more like metastasized in like that's what cancer does you know? oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. The the tumor is now armed with pepper spray mm-hmm. and various like uh, devices and things. However, um, it's also argued though that certain people argue that in the nineteenth century that the workers' unions were fighting for their rights and stuff, and the police used to just kill people and hang people willy nilly. Yeah. So the yeah, absolutely and also like in
1: the U.S. Uh, the 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 ancestor of uh, today's police force was um, uh, a uh, a force to catch uh, escaped slaves. And the Mm. first, uh, maybe I'm wrong on this, but the first um, police force, the first constabulary or something um, (laughs) uh, in the British Isles was Mm. uh, in Ireland um, uh, to uh, like by by, by the British or at least by by the... by the anglicans like yeah like you know well the british uh, like the english um, yeah. um uh to uh keep down this uh colonized population uh of the irish and this is a really really interesting thing to consider because i remember in australia they put um uh aboriginal uh recipients of welfare uh on a thing called i think the basics card which meant that they could only use their welfare benefits at uh, certain stores, and they weren't allowed to spend, like some section of it, on um, on uh, alcohol, or cigarettes, or porn. Um, and so it was actually called quarantining their welfare. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh my and this, gosh. This, this this started like ten years ago uh, or, or longer. And one of the arguments that uh, that people were making at the time, like because of course this is like this is a continuation of like uh, colonial domination and violence um,
0: and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like extreme like sadistic violence. Um, It's also like these things are available to people in society, but they're not available to you because you are now not a person because you you are not seen as a person within society. Exactly. Exactly. That's completely what it is. It's like either either make them not available to anyone or make them available to anyone who is a person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And but one of the someone raised the argument that they were like, we everyone needs to oppose this really strongly because what what will be done? First, to uh, like a vulnerable indigenous population mm. will, um, if uh, all goes well for those who do this, um, soon be applied to uh, uh, like the broader uh, working class um, uh, population, and yeah. this and this is this is what we have seen with. The police force, which was initially um, uh, conceived of as a uh, like a colonial tool of domination, has now been extended to everyone. But uh, and but, but of course, like it hasn't lost like the police because the police are still racist. Mm. Um, it hasn't lost. <laughs> it, yeah. It, like it hasn't uh, like lost touch with its roots. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, uh, the broader working class. Um, uh like uh like um not just for the people that it was uh, like the, the racialized populations that it was int- initially intended for uh is now also susceptible uh, to this force often especially if it's the white working class not as strongly as uh the, the uh like uh black or indigenous um uh, populations that were initially brutalized by this but um so we see that what happens um to uh, an especially other very often racialized uh, group of people mm. um, will often be broadened out uh, to uh, as a means of domination that re- that uh that re um, establishes or like um, uh, re- assures the the continuation of the economic and material status quo
0: yeah well, it's so it's really interesting because within the within the uh, hegemony of Hegemony. Okay, so there is this logic, basically, within demands is that, um, so I've sort of spoken about this before, it's like, so for example, there is an LGBT... Hegemony. Okay, so that means that LGBT people work within this, within this hierarchy. And what there is, is there's a floating... Uh, master signifier of that hegemony <laughs> i really can't say it i'm happy to help <laughs> yeah ben, i'm, I'm very it. i'm very invested in what you're saying so if i can do anything to help it happen <laughs> yeah so um within that basically is that there's so this is there's a hierarchical process where there's the master signifier of like lgbt that's so it basically it's a sort of it's a floating signifier so it only has half content which is say it's the lgbt and that could be l b g or t in any Given moment, kind But it's of, mostly G in disguise, right? Yeah, it's so completely... Of, of course, yes, completely. And then it's really interesting because also this is seen very much as an issue of sexuality that was started off by gender non-conforming people. But that's besides the point. Anyway, the point is that a really great example of what Richard Day is saying uh, within these things of, of demands is that um, LGBT politics is only ever part of the LGBT... Hegemony. And so it only relates to the LGBT world kind of thing. And a really interesting example of this is Chelsea Manning, mm-hmm. who um uh whilst uh as uh whilst give with the given name Bradley Manning uh, obviously, did WikiLeaks, which is one of the most profound political moments of the 21st century, and then uh, transitioned in solitary confinement. And then, uh, if you actually read Chelsea Manning's story, she snuck away all of her secrets on a CD, saying Lady Gaga. Like she put, like, <laughs> yes. and then people, yeah. no one, no one remembers this, and it's completely amazing. And also, she was actually beaten up by two members of staff, and actually. What happened was is that she was living a double life and going on internet chat rooms and talking about her truth, and then also was like, hey, so I'm um, secretly living. I'm a secret. I'm the secret woman working in a secret agency for this secret imperialist power of the of the U.S. of the freedom. And so, as she was like living out her gender dysphoria, she was also leaking state secrets. And one of these hackers reported her. That's yeah. how she got busted. Yeah. And so, actually, her transness is in no way. Uh, You can't extract this from the case at all, Mm -hmm. from this situation of global politics. But, however, the entire uh, process was never, ever once seen as an LGBT issue. Yeah. Because LGBT people work within the LGBT world, and they work in this way. And then when... uh, And so... um, and it was never discussed in this way as well mm. and it's one of these ways of basically just keeping us of identity politics or identities within, or not identity politics but these identities are used to keep us trapped within certain sections and we we lose these identities as we act higher or act beyond these things and i yeah.
1: think i think this is like a consequence of like the gay rights movement's uh, abandonment of any sort of uh liberatory, uh, critique mm. of, uh, like emancipatory, uh, sort of like, uh, uh like, uh, do uh, it it's giving up emancipatory, uh, demands, um, like it demands actually instead inclusion within the system. Right. And yeah. so Chelsea Manning does something that is like, uh, very much, um, like, talking, it's like the equivalent in the LGBT movement of like talking about politics or sex at the dinner table. Yeah. Um, that it's like, it like Chelsea Manning became involved in politics beyond, uh, gay marriage and adoption. Yeah. Um, and so it's like all, a lot of these uh, like LGBT NGOs or like, you know, like, or um, uh, advocacy organizations, um, who have, uh, like maybe center left politics, um, or what passes for center left politics mm. or like center right politics. Yeah. Um, uh they because she went out and did something that was a bit controversial like mm. people would rather drop her rather than like hail her as like like a very important representative of uh like uh trans politics in yeah, the yeah, 20th yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and it's also sort of this thing people don't want to be like oh you know the various like the tr- the uh, trans people have been pioneers in parts of history like repeatedly with like music and computer coding and things and it's uh consistently you know this idea that you can't act uh, beyond that, and also, but what's um, very interesting about this as well is that uh, just report talks about homonationalism, mm-hmm. which is there. There was a big argument a long time saying that queer people couldn't possibly be culpable for. There's a really good meme about. Um, uh uh like with a cut like a cut wound and it was like white queers and then it was like the cut wound says racism and then the plaster being put over the top is queerness, which yes. is I can't be racist because I'm queer. And then basically the point is is that there's this idea that because of the queerness I'm outside of the structure of the family and the structure of the family is something that props up nationalism. So therefore I'm outside of nationalism, I can't be a part of it. Yeah. And that actually that queerness has become a part of nationalism, of these things. The fact that we don't see uh issues of uh war as being queer issues in any way or that, uh, that these de- you know de- like decay the life of queer people in those war zones mm. and that actually the people in the war zones are basically because uh, war is not a queer issue it also means that we automatically kind of assume that everyone involved in the war is somehow heterosexual yeah as well like within these things because there's a there's this sort of the, these discourses that don't uh, make space for these multifaceted things and that when one of the big demands of, like, the American, uh, like, gay
1: rights movement has been, like, um, a, yeah. a, like the ability to uh, be involved in the American imperial war machine.
0: See, and this is what's really interesting about... Yeah, exactly. It is. It's huge. And then it's also, as well, is that then an aspect about this, especially for trans people, is that the trans people in the military get free healthcare so they can transition. Ah. But, see, this is just it. So this is tactics versus strategy. So tactically, what we're doing is by saying, it's, uh, you know, it's also... Oh, it's... I want to talk about this, actually. I was like, oh, how can I get this meme into this thing that I saw? Because you're not following the... the There's the Supreme... This horrible uh, Amy Barnett person ain't corny mm-hmm. but cor- we like, talked about her last night yep yeah, corny the barnick <laughs> and there's like her holding up a, a bible and uh, like doing this like awful smile and someone's like rubbed out the bible and written on it being like um just uh feminism does not mean like uh women in positions of power with horrible beliefs making lives unlivable for people is not feminism yeah, basically yeah. how did we not learn this immediately after thatcher oh my god no it's just like, like this and it's just i know it's, it's it's like also there's these great things about like the republican party and the democratic party and the republican party is trying to kill people they'll be like i'm gonna kill him and the democratic party is like no we're going to kill HA! <laughs> <laughs> it is, so, it's like, so it's like, if we think about it basically is it tactically, tactically we want equality for queer people. So we discuss the idea of like getting them into the military and doing all these things because that's a system that exists in society. So if we tolerate inequality there, then what we're doing is we're tolerating inequality in other places. And if we, we look at Trump's order to exclude trans people from the military, um That this is overt transphobia within the military industrial complex. But trans, if trans people want to be in the military because of the healthcare, the better argument is to go towards nationalised healthcare and yeah, free healthcare. Exactly, exactly. Like, this is the thing to go towards. It's actually about let's improve rather than say that. So, strategically, do we really want to be advocating for the legitimacy of war? No no yeah. no and it's like that this has become a controversial situation within the lgbt is just testament to how ridiculous it's all become as well and it's that actually that we've gone from being that we as a community have gone from being a vital force it, it, so even as the police went from being this this control aspect for a small part of society we've gone from being a powerful you know force of, for equality with like uh like a huge like strategies of activism and all of these things and meetings and consciousness raising in the times of aids and all this stuff into a very small and insular thing that just basically is is fingering its butthole just like you know occupy melbourne wow yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: this, this is uh, i wanted to ask you a question mm. um this i uh, yeah I'm just, as the memes say, letting that sink in. Yeah, I'm so sick of being told to let things sink in because a lot of the times when I see, like, you know, there's people like on, the PTSD. Yeah, oh my god, that has that well and truly <laughs> sunk in. Um, that's over. That's stewed. Yeah, it's like that's on a that's on a low boil. Um, but um, uh, I like you know on like there's you always follow one person who doesn't who like always posts bad memes and they're really and they and like I feel like. You're the exception to this. The more someone posts memes, the more likely those memes are to be bad. Mm. Um, but the the more memes you post, the more I learn. <laughs> the, the more my mind is expanded. I don't get frog memes. I, 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 you don't need to explain them to me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. no but where I'm going is yeah. that, like, when like a lot of the times, spe- like that. Let let that sink in. In the beginning, like it was like it's quite effective. But then people are like, when you put bread into the toaster, it becomes toast. Let that sink in, and it's like. <laughs> Why? I have stuff to do. Like, how long do I have to... Like, how much am I... How much of Precious time am I supposed to send... Uh, spend... Um, letting... Like, that... Letting the, the concept of toast
0: sink in. Anyway. <clears throat> no, it's fine. I put... On, yeah, also, especially, look, I put on a polyester hat and my pronouns change. Bitch, I don't need to process toast's transformation. <laughs> speaking,
1: of, okay, yeah. speaking of... transformation.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you... So,
1: um... I'm going to give, like, a, this is a long-winded introduction to this question. Ooh, but um, yeah, 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 when, yeah. We, when we decided we are going to do da- Demands, I wanted to, I wanted to know more about the transitional program, which is for, uh, by Trotsky. Uh, it's part of... Oh, yes, I'm glad you Yeah, you know, I, um, like, I was
0: like, where is my Trotsky fucking Demands? You yeah, promised yeah.
1: me! So, like, okay, the, the background for this um, is uh, that... So this was, like, a, a text that was published about, uh, a, like... Um, and like around the time of the formation of the fourth international, which was like 19, four, 1938, I think Trotsky has left, um, uh, the the Soviet union. Um, I'm going to double check the date. Um, and he's established a new international because he sees the third international, which is uh, headed by the USSR, um, as, uh, having like lost its way. Um. Which like he was one hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like, at a time of like the gulags and the and, and the purchase and stuff, I would also agree that maybe the Soviet Union had by that point. Must, must <laughs>
0: say yeah, I just like. I put it, I put it, but so Trusky says in this uh, in this book, uh, what, 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 so it's like really like that uncle who starts out being like a really chill guy and ends up becoming like well, like like those those guys those guys who were really really like
1: about in 2004 Fourteen started getting really into atheism, and then by two thousand and sixteen, they were just fascists. Oh god! You know, like they, they, they like, and they're really nice. I know a couple. They're really nice guys who like were just like really like I'm against all religion, like. Uh, Christianity and <laughs> Judaism and Islam <laughs> and like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, volu- the volume with which you said those three things and the frequency with which you mentioned the religions that you're against tells me that you might have a little something else going on yeah.
0: but, and um, you also, but you also have no problem with uh, uh, binary marriage and monogamy binary genders like all the various like secular moralities that we have in our society that are very obviously Christian in origin
1: yeah. as well yeah well and, and also just like um, there's like liberation theology was a big part of leftist movements in Latin America like, Like Mm. I just, I'm just like when someone really, really focuses on atheism, I get a little worried. (laughs) <laughs> because it's also like making a big deal about something that's just obvious. It's like someone yeah. go like, "I can't handle people who deny that gravity exists." And it's like, who cares? They're stuck to the earth anyway. Yeah,
0: like, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, oh my god, did you know that there's no god? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like there's but there's a big empty space there where there's supposed to be something, and it's like, it's like, it sounds like it's you are the person who is having a problem with. Yeah, this. yeah, because I grew up, I was raised
1: secular, so I'm mm. I, I was never so upset about the absence of God. I I got home when I was like, (laughs) when I was five um, and I I went to the church group because it was on a Tuesdays. It was a nice social occasion. And like, you know, the the adults at the church were the only people in this small town of like 1000 people who weren't viciously cruel to me. Um, (laughs) And, um, and so I got home and I said to mum, I believe in God. And mum said, why? (laughs) And that was the end of my flirtation. (laughs) Because I just went, I... I don't know. <laughs> I think I was like five or six. And, and my mum my, my was like, she wasn't, um, she wasn't against the idea. Okay. But yeah. She was just like, why do you believe in God? And I was like, I cannot answer that. And so I'm thinking, I don't believe in God. <laughs> and then that was it. That was it. Like I had like a bit of a hippie phase and like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's, mm. um, but let's please not go into my hippie face. Um, no, 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 um, no, no. But so, I think this I, is, hippies I...
0: is going to be a topic soon. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, uh,
1: this is the transitional program. The, uh, it's uh, The Death Agony of Capitalism and the Tasks of the Fourth International. Oh, my um, nipples are hardening. Yeah. So uh, this is by Leon Trotsky. Okay. Um, and um, so this is playing on... Uh, um, uh, the transitional program uh, is about transitional demands and so classical social democracy is um he says, is split uh, split uh, things into the minimum program and the maximum program. And the minimum program is, uh, it limited, it, I'm quoting directly, limited itself to reforms within the framework of bourgeois society. So this is social democracy, actually. Yeah. Uh, this is what's left of social democracy. It'll actually, social democracy now has largely, social democratic parties now, has largely given up on even that. But... Um, it's the, it's the thing uh, that, that, that they tend to be all about is the, the minimum program, which is reforms reforms inside capitalist society as it as it currently exists. And then the maximum program uh, promise, uh, quote, promise substitution of socialism for capitalism uh, in the indefinite future, which means the substitution of uh capitalism by socialism like so like implementing socialism rather than capitalism so there's the minimum program and the maximum program yeah and then um as he says between the minimum and the maximum program no bridge existed and indeed social democracy has no need of such a bridge since the word socialism is used only for holiday speechifying (laughs) speechifying so um (laughs) <laughs> like, and so he he says basically that we need to make transitional demands, have a transitional program about how to get from uh, from ca- capitalist society to uh, like a post capitalist communist society mm. um, or a socialist society, um, and um, then so uh, then they, it's like making demands that will um, that uh, re- resonate with what's going on now. Um, so, like in the, I, uh, like, I was suggesting to me, to me that tax the rich in the U.S. was mm. a transitional demand because it's like, yes, we demand that people will, this will resonate with people now, um, and it could potentially get us to a position where we can start to say, expropriate the rich. Mm. Um, so. Um, so it's about, like, talking to people where they're at and trying to get to a point where you can make more radical demands. And I, I like, I do like this idea. I'm, like, I'm also... I, I was a member of a couple of Trotskyist organisations. I still don't know if I'm a Trotsky. I don't think I'm a Trotskyist. Um, I actually i am not a Trotskyist. But... Um, <laughs> uh, but... Um, I like this idea because it's because it's a good strategy. I think not necessarily everything as he lays it out in uh, like in this, but like the idea of talking to people where they're at and mm. like thinking about how that would get us to a place like never losing sight of the fact that we want to actually ra- like radically change society. So like we have a different strategy to the social democrats. Thank God. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, and we see this, I think, in the, the American left, which we discussed uh, last week. We did discuss that last um, week. The that, brand like, new American left. Because
0: oh, goodness knows they needed one.
1: <laughs> so, like, the Democratic Socialists of America um, yeah. have, like... And, like, you also see, like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm. um, like, being forced on TV to say that she is... She believes in capitalism. Which I, th- I think... And, and she, she has to say that in the US, because if she... Well, maybe it's different now, but, like, um, like at the time, like, a year or two... Yeah, years, no, it's... Yeah. Like, like she, that's, this is, like, political suicide. But whereas like things that Bernie Sanders said a couple of years beforehand would be political suicide so like in order to like get in like it's it's, it's important to talk to people uh, where they're at um, yeah. and so this is the idea of like a transitional demand um, and I, I thought of this because you said transformational because mm-hmm. transitional demand is ultimately aims to be transformational Transformational. Yes. a transitional demand or like or like hopes that soon the demand that it makes would be obsolete um, yeah. and this, so this is how we go from we want body cams uh, on the police um, yeah. to uh, defund the police. Yeah, 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 Like, yeah, yeah. like, uh, like the people, like also um, like prison abolitionists and uh, and stuff. Like make these make these demands. It's important to, to make radical demands. Um, uh, but th- with with the idea that we could then make more radical demands. Yeah, uh, like immediately after or like whenever after. Um, so I wanted to know what's what's a transitional demand that you would have. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wasn't ready for this. Oh my God. I was thinking about other things. I don't know. But let's see. I mean, well, I also just think in terms of transitional rounds. what's really important about this is you've got to remember you're going to die. Like, you're mm. gonna die, I'm mm. gonna die, Bernie's hands gonna die, like like Alexander Oscario Cortez is gonna die, and what she's doing is she's doing work within her capacity of what she can do mm. to fight the good fight and the great. And I think we need to there's a, a certain intellectual arrogance that comes from Facebook's Facebook statuses being like, So what's on your mind? When we think that we have to actually create a full um, you know we have to create we have to create the actual liberation versus mm-hmm. what we need to but then and that we have a system that forces us to be so isolated from each other that we can't build a solidarity with each other mm-hmm. um, and we need that kind of solidarity to get forth so then a transitional de- okay so a transitional demand let's see oh shit Ooh, baby Ooh, transitional demand Ooh, who who what um 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 I uh, I mean uh, can I just say we are doing
1: so good at staying on topic? We are doing very good. Week. Yeah this is like the most serious slurry that we've ever done. This is my I serious... just say this to give you a bit of time.
0: Like... Yeah, unfortunately, my transitional demand, I think might just be also my most right-wing view, which is like, let me hit children. <laughs> 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 We're all this together If your child is misbehaving I have a right to discipline them too <laughs> When oh I have god. kids that's You can hilarious. also hit them Oh my god, that's outrageous <laughs> Yeah, but It's got your juices flowing It does have my juices <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's glue. <laughs>
1: Every day, every episode, I'm like scandalised in you <laughs> <laughs> and the
0: filth that comes out of your mouth. Oh, here's a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. So, uh, no. Okay, but also on. no. But I would also say as well. And then also something that we can go for. I mean, it's a bit obvious, but I would also honestly say actually, basically, okay. So I would say no. Really, no, no. D. Um, <laughs> that was. I don't really want to. hear I absolutely want to hear kids. Ah, uh, no. I just like. I just. Anyway, I just think. Yeah. Like. <laughs> The, I mean and I know that's all these means being like oh if you were beaten as a child and now you want to beat people you want to just invert like no I think that I think that Are you advocating corporal corporal punishment for kids oh, that... just... corporal punishment is that death Look, I think that just basically that there's just some people who just need to understand that life is going to smack you. And so getting a bit (laughs) of a smack early on helps you do that. And also it helps you create a suitable sense of evasion as well.
1: (laughs) That's really
0: good. But no, what I would say a more effective transitional demand is I would say uh, universal basic income, Mm -hmm. which is because the thing is the problem, but universal basic income being uh, a transitional demand to universal basic assets. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about universal basic income is Elon Musk is saying things like, we need universal basic income. Because he knows that the economy needs to keep moving and people need money to continue to buy his products. And that actually universal basic income continues to sustain the wage... Uh, uh, the wage labor system function functionality yeah, yeah, shape yeah. form triangle. And suspicious of it. Yeah. Yeah. Completely right. So it's like that, and it's actually as well as that. Then Judith Butler, uh, my friend, my good friend Angel Rose told me that Judith Butler said that the irony that um, universal basic income could have been introduced under a conservative consensus in America and the UK can't be overlooked. Like, mm. that actually this gigantic social situation, the pandemic, could have instilled universal basic income. And actually, I think that, uh, you know, and and <clears throat> maybe with a... and But the fact that we could even conceive that as happening within this conservative regime is the fact that universal basic income isn't that radical. It's about just saying... You, it's about saying, you need money to survive, so you should have a very basic amount to survive, even though mm. it seems completely radical. And I will just reiterate that um, that I never thought gay people would ever get married when I was growing up. So actually, radical demands like this can, that aren't actually really that radical, can happen. And mm. But universal basic assets is a very, it's you know, it's, it's still forming, but this is more the idea of, rather than having companies that we then tax companies to then provide people with a basic amount of money. This is more an idea of workers' cooperatives, or that you have a certain or creating some form of shares in society so that as that society increases, you receive the you receive money from them in a more of a shares system. Mm-hmm. So that then we all work, then that we all function as owners within a society mm-hmm. in that sense. And then actually that breaks the formation of the owner and the wage, mm-hmm. the wage, the waged employee mm-hmm. in that sense. But I think that, and that basically that, uh, that, within conversations of... We should continue to demand universal basic income. And within those conversations, we should say, actually, what we would like to go for is universal basic assets. Because the people who are already involved in the theorising of universal basic income would then begin to theorise on this. And then Mm -hmm. that means in uh, two, five, ten years, I don't know, whenever the next big pandemic is, universal basic income Mm -hmm. (laughs) next week, uh, you you know, it comes in. Then actually, we've got an intellectual you know, vanguard ready to move forward with the idea of universal basic assets Mm -hmm. Hmm. in that sense. So I'd say that's a really good transitional demand. Yeah. It makes me think
1: also that I think the green new deal is like a really excellent transitional demand because Mm. it's like, it's like it, I I think it, it has, the demand itself has created, has uh, radically changed um, like uh, perspectives on the left for a very, very long time. People were like, um like how are we going to get the interests of the working class and uh, uh, like like people had this there was this conception of a division uh, mm. in the interest between uh, of uh, the conflicting interests of the working class and the uh, and the, the in the environmental movement um, which is like cast as like a white middle class uh, sort of thing although there is no conflict in, the, in these interests that like the working class requires um, a um, uh, <clears throat> uh, the working class requires uh, a planet on which to live. Yeah, and also and the also, majority
0: of resources are consumed by, actually, not only the middle class, but the upper class as well. Oh, so absolutely. Flights and the vast things, majority so. by the, like, actually by the upper, upper class. Yeah, um, totally right. So, yeah, also, but we all need the planet. Yeah,
1: like, an environmental movement that doesn't take into account, like, a working class politics is flirting with eco-fascism. Um, yeah. So, um... Which is why
0: we need that fucking eco-Leninism.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, uh, like it ties, like the demand itself uh, for the Green New Deal um, like ties these interests together. It creates mm. a reality actually and like in, 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 like it's an argument in and of itself uh, that these things need to be thought together and it also leaves room for uh, going beyond that because it's like, then the, like the ruling class is going to say how are you going to pay for that? And it's like, well, that's a very good question. Yeah, um, you're going to pay your fucking taxes, bitch! Right off, like Like, as, as a beginning thing. Duh. But like uh, yeah but like but like obviously it's going to require um like a lot and and the ruling class is not going to agree to pay more taxes and so if they're not going to agree to pay more taxes then we're going to have to have someone else owning the wealth that the ruling class currently owns <laughs> so this
0: is this is why i think it's a useful yeah. uh transitional demand yeah it's also what's really good about this as well is that um within folk politics one of the reasons that we have this focus on folk politics you know focusing on authentic immediate things and focusing on tactics over strategies and stuff and real like immediate things is because we live in such complicated times that it's so easy to burn out as well as an activist and to just feel that everything possible and actually that we have so many different structures and bureaucratic structures in place that it takes the maximum amount of effort to to achieve the most minimal amount of change Mm -hmm. so we have to like actually apply ourselves 110% over all our boundaries to for something transitional that then someone is like but this is just transitional and it's not fundamentally going to change anything and it just really gets your motivation like which is your only thing sustaining yourself when you're working at that level I think there's also a really good
1: critique to be made of the transitional program that it's like that it's not being upfront and honest with people Mm. um that it's yeah but like I also so, like, I think there, that there is a balance to be struck with uh, meeting people where they're at. Like yeah, to, to ma- not to, not to hide one's intentions. One says, like you can, like you can say, like, I'm a revolutionary socialist and I believe in the Green New Deal. Like yeah, and then and then like that like have that information be uh, like out there for people to access. Um, but I think there also in terms of like the amount of effort that's required, we can learn a lot from uh, like Black feminists, uh, a lot mm. of whom are socialists. Uh, like we're talking like like the self care, but in context of uh, yeah. like this work. That like if you focus on strategy, part of that strategy is making sure that you can continue. And this so is very if you, important. If, you, if yeah. you have a really strong uh, focus on the act um, as opposed to. Um, as opposed to the demands and strategy, uh, or the strategy of demands, then one gives oneself immediately to the task at hand, 100%, to the point of getting burnout. Whereas, yeah. if if, you, if you're playing the long game, then mm. part of that has got to be a maintenance of the self, particularly if you are um, uh, like if you are suffering as a result of uh, various like intersecting oppressions.
0: Yeah, it's also as well that I was looking when I was at Liebig and I was in this. You know, I turned up at seven in the morning and there was like a. Uh, right, The eviction was at 7 in the morning I got there at 8 in the morning Because there was a fucking Bay for Gay strike on that day So the police did They police did the eviction On the day of a Bay for Gay strike So they so used So the,
1: the Gay is the um, The like public transport
0: yeah, so the yeah, yeah, In yeah, Berlin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they use this workers' movement to do these things. And I was there, and I was thinking about strategy and these things, and it was very stressful because, of course, there's this conflict with the police and stuff. And I was like, people's homes just shouldn't be this politicized. Like this person, the owner owns thousands and thousands and thousands of homes. There shouldn't be this, this just and yeah. There shouldn't be a discussion. There shouldn't like, be a discussion. discussion. It's their house. It's their house. have been, been there for thirty years. For thirty years. He's only for ten, and then they chose not to extend the contract. It's just like so. People's homes are, yeah, It's like this is It should be, and actually, it's a that it's also as well as that this focus of the real and then na- that the real and the authentic is actually it's this program of like neoliberal self-optimization that makes your entire life a political thing and you do need to put down some limits and boundaries on that at some point i
1: think that's a really beautiful place uh, <laughs> uh, for us to put uh, down to a limit and boundary week? yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god Maybe the next maybe the next topic can be boundaries. <laughs> oh, wait, should you go? yes, actually, I okay, would love yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. next week is boundaries. Let's see um, boundaries. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I get. I wanted to um, close by just saying, long live Liebig.
0: Yeah, long live Liebig. Liebig blight. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's been a lovely. Uh, it's been a pleasure to chat with you, losing. Oh my
0: gosh, it's been wonderful talking with you, Olympias. It always is. Uh,
1: ah. Thank you very much for uh, listening, uh, dear. Listeners, uh, <laughs> we hope that you uh, appreciate that we have been consistent. Mein
0: Horn What? That's German. Horn Schatz. Horn Schatz. Horn Schatz. Like, Horn is hearing and Schatz is love. Ah, Hörenschatz. There we go, that
1: yeah. one. Hörenschatz. <laughs> höre, would be like listeners um, and Schatz.
0: Yeah. I don't care, it's an imperial gendered language and it's my plaything. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, <laughs> listeners. Bye, Bye ma. <laughs>